All right, everyone. The doctor is here. It looks like we've got ourselves a little bit of a fever, and we need a prescription. And the prescription is not what Christine Lagarde had to say. No, no, no. Okay, look, if there's one person who is like a perma-dove, it's Christine Lagarde over at the ECB, European Central Bank. She's a dove. She's like more of a dove than J-Pow. Remember, a dove is kind of like the little bird that just kind of walks around and goes, mm, mm, I don't want to do anything, mm, versus the hawk who comes in for the kill. Uh, she uh, had a little bit of a flip today, and, and, and this could lead to uh, some nervousness in markets here. It, her flip today uh, is that now she cites unanimous concern about inflation data, uh, however, it's still kicking the can down the road a little bit in terms of when they're actually going to respond to inflation, uh, but does argue that underlying inflation gauges have risen and that now we face persistent inflation versus the transitory inflation that we were facing uh, potentially last year. So Christine Lagarde is not writing us a prescription yet, but when we see Christine Lagarde U-turn, People get nervous because she's one of our last remaining big old doves. Uh, and so that's something to be nervous about uh, or, or at least watchful of, right? It just, who knows? Could end up just being fun. But uh, something to also keep an eye on is uh, Federal Reserve, obviously. They've got multiple different uh, board members who, uh, who started chatting about how they were thinking about maybe uh, reducing the balance sheet instead of uh, just purely focusing on rates. Keep in mind that this could be one of the ways of delaying tightening, uh, given that be our reverse repo, or let's put it this way, there's so much liquidity in our system in America all you have to do is look at reverse repos to see the six plus billion dollars that we have sitting around. And, uh, or actually in reverse repos, we've got somewhere around one point foot, one point five trillion dollars sitting around in reverse repos. Now ignore the billion comment. And, uh, all of that money is going to have to get vacuumed up before you actually effectively have tightening in the market. Uh, thanks to any kind of quantitative tightening or balance sheet runoff. And unfortunately, that's going to take a while. That, that could take somewhere around 18 months. So when you hear the Fed start talking about, oh, maybe we'll just, we'll just you know, offload the balance sheet instead of raising rates, maybe. But if inflation continues to run the way even now Christine Lagarde is talking about, it's probably going to be very unlikely. Uh, and the Fed will be more forced to raise rates. And so as a result, you're seeing markets sell down a little bit. Uh, now, keep in mind that uh, we do have a little bit of pain today also because of earnings, uh, earnings that came out yesterday, specifically with Facebook, uh, but uh, also with other companies uh, like Qualcomm, both complaining about uh, potentially inflation and uh, persistent supply chain issues, creating issues for uh, advertising budgets, creating issues for supply chains. Uh, you know, initially, uh, I'm a little frozen there. There we go. Uh, initially, you've got uh, a, a lot of this enthusiasm from Qualcomm that, oh, maybe supply chains are getting better. But then when you actually read the earnings call, it's like, well, it, mm -mm, no, not really. They're basically just saying, hey, we're we're getting some more contracts with vendors, but yeah, no, it's still bad out there. <laughs> so not so good. Uh, in the meantime, you also have Tesla that is planning on issuing an over-the-air software fix for more than 817,000 cars due to a seatbelt chime malfunction that could cause drivers not to be aware that they are unbuckled. Okay. Uh, anyway, so over-the-air updates. I mean, those are probably the cheapest possible fix you could come up with for uh, uh, vehicles, which I honestly think is great because it uh, helps Tesla save some money. Uh, it's also possible that when the market opens, that Facebook could end up creating the worst single day valuation destruction that a stock has ever seen in stock market history. That's because we had PayPal that dropped like, what, 26% in a day, right? But PayPal has a market cap of, uh, what it had a market cap of $200 billion. And uh, now it has a market cap of like $155 billion. So it wiped out about $45 billion, right? 
Facebook has a market cap of about $900 billion. And a pre-market, the thing's down like 23.5%. So that could be the single worst uh, destruction of, of shareholder value ever at about $200 billion of just incinerated money. Uh, and, and I think one of the things that, that is extremely frequently forgotten in the stock market is we like to think that, oh, well, kind of like energy, right? Money is neither created nor destroyed. Probably heard of energy is neither created or destroyed. Well, that doesn't work for money. Money is destroyed. Uh, money can just, if all of a sudden you have people, buyers for Meta who say, you know what? Just not interested unless the price is 250 or 240 or whatever. Well, the difference between 250 and 330 get evaporates instantly. And if you lose all your buyers there, that means the value of a company can drop $200 billion. And the money doesn't actually go anywhere. The money just disappears. Uh, it's the same thing as when stocks go up or, or companies... Uh, say their CEOs are worth billions of dollars uh, just because they did a $100 million offering at some form of $8 billion valuation or whatever. So anyway, money uh, can can absolutely get evaporated quite, quite quickly. And uh, we are seeing more and more of that evaporation and it does not need to go anywhere. And that's the scary part. Uh, shorts can make money though. Now, one thing that's actually good news uh, and we've seen this for the last few days, actually. Uh, we've been seeing some data coming up about this. But there's more, uh, there are more indications that uh, annualized new car sales jumped in January and that for used cars, we're starting to see prices come down, finally, for used cars. That's great. But unfortunately, it comes right when housing is expected to take over a large part of CPI-based inflation. And given that auto inflation really only takes like a 7%, 6 to 7% weight, energy takes like a 10% weight, and uh, housing takes a 30% weight, probably not going to help much when we see negative auto inflation. We also had jobless claims that came in uh, actually a little bit more than expected. Uh, and we came in at, oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, no, we actually came in less than expected. Oh, that's good. Uh, we were expecting to have more jobless claims. We came in at about 238,000. So, um, good. Uh, just a little bit more on track. Uh, and, and again, the hope is that this jobs report that we're going to get tomorrow, uh, which is not just the, uh, unemployment claims report, but also the actual unemployment, uh, so on the weekly basis on Thursday, we do unemployment claims. How many people are filing for unemployment compensation on the first Friday of every month? Generally, we get uh, employment figures. What's our unemployment rate? How many people, uh, how many jobs were created or lost? And, uh, so far we're expecting things to be pretty bad, possibly even negative, but only temporary or transitory because of the, uh, madness of, uh, Omicron in January. But we will also be looking for that wage data. What do we think uh, wages are actually going to do? In fact, let me pull up the estimates here because wages are going to be a big deal uh, on that report tomorrow. I don't think anybody in the market is really going to care about that top line number, what the unemployment rate is, how many jobs we lose, blah, 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 or gain, whatever. I think the market's going to care very specifically about that month over month wage inflation figure. Now, based on every single earnings call uh, that, that we read, wage pressures are absolutely intense, really, really intense. Uh, and uh, I, I don't believe you can, you know, I, I know that earnings calls can sometimes have a little bit of bias, right? When we talk about this too here, that, uh, oh, well, of course, Starbucks wants to blame supply chain issues or inflation because that's an easy cop out, right? Uh, just like Google doesn't want to mention it because maybe the numbers were really good in Q4. Maybe they're not as great anymore in Q1. Who knows? Uh, but uh, if everyone's saying it, then you know you have a problem. And it's certainly a bad signal to the Fed. Anyway, unemployment rate is expected to stay flat at 3.9%. 
the survey for the average hourly earnings is expected to go uh, up 0.5%. That's compared to last month's 0.6%. Uh, so we'll see if we end up getting that about 6% annualized rate of annual inflation for um, hourly earnings. And then we also have an expectation that the labor force participation rate will stay flat, which we know that Neil Kashkari over the Fed says that going up is actually an important part of the economy getting better, but it, it's been lagging. Uh, uh, and we're expecting maybe 150,000 jobs, probably one of the lowest reports we've seen in a while. On top of that, the Islam, uh, well, an Islamic state leader was killed during a counterterrorism raid. Uh, I feel like this sounds very familiar to uh, the Obama day of Osama bin Laden and the uh, Trump day, where essentially we had this announcement about an operation killing some form of uh, a high, high-end terrorist. Last night at my, uh, this is Joe Biden, last night at my direction, U.S. military forces in northwest Syria successfully undertook a counterterrorism operation to protect the American people and our allies and to make the world a safer place. Uh... Wow. Apparently, the individual that they raided, quote, detonated a bomb that killed himself and members of his family, including women and children, at the beginning of the operation. I guess he didn't want to be taken alive. All right. Whew. Crazy freaking world we're in. Well, at least uh, most of us just have to look at red and green sticks uh and we don't have to worry about getting raided like that knock on wood i i don't know i don't know maybe maybe you know maybe isis also invests in stocks and needs to watch uh you know market updates or something i, I don't know anyway uh oh my gosh facebook is now down 23.27 percent sitting at 247 this is pretty ugly uh, this, this downtrend here is about to show one of the largest plummets uh, of a line that we've really seen for a, a company that's this large. Uh, I mean, we are going down to about January of 2021. Yikes. So, uh, we'll see that, uh, when the market opens here at 23. Three and a third now. Snapchat down 17. Spotify. So, you know, Spotify tried recovering yesterday. It went as low as uh, an 18% decline. And and now it's uh, now it's back to about a 13% decline. So, not so ideal for Spotify. It looks like it's going to open around 165, which uh, is, is about the low that we had on January 28th. And what we really want to escape is, is some of these lows. Uh, that's not so ideal. Uh, yeah, as uh, Will here says, true value discovery here. Yeah, no kidding. Is ISIS a bull or bear? Oh, man. <laughs> TBD. Uh, yeah, they, they don't leave comments. God. Uh, oh, that's actually up 7% in after hours or uh, post uh, pre-market hours here. Not a lot of green, though. Look at that. We uh, Right now on the, on the pre-market watch list here, we have half of a page of green. That's bad. Uh, you know, usually... We have just like one day of, of uh, or one page of green at least. Now, the best thing that we could hope for is to to see a nice move uh, in, in the day where we end up having uh, the indices red to start with. And right out of the gate, we get some kind of push to the upside. That, that would be the most ideal. Yeah, right now, oh, quite interesting. We're, we're back to about that 50% line on the SPY. Yeah, that's a pretty close bounce to what we've got here. I've got a line written at about uh, 450.66. We had a bounce here at 450.37. We'll see if we end up breaking through this. The, the Fibonacci lines, I, I don't believe, are as strong as that 430 line that we have drawn. But we'll see what happens here. And if we end up getting uh, any kind of fall, we'll see. Looks like we're going to open up, yeah, four, yeah, about, about around there. So right now, tentatively 450.90. There we go. Uh, so we'll see what kind of open we get out of the spy. Uh, QQQ down 2.7%. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's quite a bit of uh, an indice or an index open here. But then again, it makes sense when one of your one of your heavyweights here is down 23 and a third. That's just nuts. 
Uh, yikes. Yikes. Uh, you know, people ask me about this, the March of 2020 prices. And the problem is the Fed bailed us out while the market was falling in March of 2020. They're not going to be in a position to bail us out this time, at least not immediately, uh, which is quite bearish. Uh, and I don't want to sound like a terrible bear. Just saying, like, if if we were, if, 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 if we were to have a recession, Fed's, the Fed's not going to be as uh, as nice to us. They're not our friends right now. They're playing with somebody else. Even Christine is not becoming our, is, is you know, becoming our, our unfriend. That's not good. Uh, let's look at some individuals here. So we've got uh, some airlines and travel stocks only down about a percent. Target, Darden, U.S. Oil, Nike. You'll notice a lot of the recovery stocks have actually held up quite decently in, in some of this tech wreck that we've been going through. Uh, Coca-Cola, Berkshire Hathaway, you know, companies with a lot of cash uh, or certainly the potential of, of uh, larger free cash flow, uh, which I know is a little bit more rare for some of the recovery stocks. But still, uh, you notice that they haven't done terribly. Like Carnival's kind of been dancing around these levels. Uh, Ford's been chilling around 20 for quite a while since November. Did have a little bit of a run there temporarily. Uh, let's see. It's, it's more the SPACs, the software service providers, the tech companies. These are the ones just getting destroyed. 2.84% uh, here again on PayPal. This follows an over 20% decline uh, yesterday, which is just crazy. Uh, squares down in the pre-market, I think, quite a bit. Let me see here. Square. And you think it can't get any worse. You know, I think that's the problem is, I, you know, I hear people say, they're like, Kevin, but Kevin, stocks have already fallen so much. How could they fall even more? And uh, I, it really makes me scratch my head because I'm like, you realize that, Stocks do not care what they used to be. In fact, stocks don't know anything about their price. But the fundamental value of a company is not the floor of what a stock price can hit. You know, you can have a stock drop 90% and it could be cheaper, but that doesn't make it cheap. You could have a stock drop 50% and maybe it is cheap, but it could keep dropping. In, in a bad market, right? Now, generally, you get a very quick rebound uh, well above fundamental value on, on uh, companies when you do have uh, some form of a, of a crash uh, recovery, but um, we'll see. So, uh, ARC, uh, ARC's back to 70 bucks, not that, hitting that low of about $63 that we've seen. Uh, we see uh, Enphase also down about 4.75. Fiverr, 5.6. Affirm is down 7%. Uh, still not quite to the lows that we've seen. The lowest levels that we've seen pre like Amazon deals was uh, Affirm going just below $50. Right now, it looks like we're going to be opening somewhere around 56 Although this, this order book is horrible. Look at how thin this order book is, folks. And, and you could just take a look at how this works. Okay. So, so look at this. You see, see this right here. Here's just an order book and you got a hundred shares willing to be bought at 5616. Uh, and then, you know, here you, you immediately go down almost a dollar and a half where you get 500 shares being willing to be bought at 5488 and a thousand shares over here at 5335. Uh, this is not a lot of buy power. Uh, and now, now you do have people trying to get out. See, I always think this is interesting. Like over here, you've got a thousand shares wanting to be sold at fifty nine thirty three. This person might have to paper hand lower that limit to actually get executed, or they'll just wait. And this is how you create those convictionless rallies, because the stock finally starts going back up, but then it hits those limits, ding, ding, and start falling in. Sad. Uh, small caps doing the same kind of drag around uh, around potentially little temporary floor positions that we've seen many times before. Uh, you know, like remember when we drew these scaffolds over here for shift, I really drew these because I wanted to see a full bar or two of closing above these to, to really say, okay, maybe, maybe now we're seeing, we're having a counter trend rally. 
uh, as opposed to a, a bull trap. And uh, what you really have here is uh, the same sort of pattern of difficulty, of, of breaking out above some of the previous levels that we've been at. Hmm. Now, Shift Technology's got a lot of orders, a lot of purchase orders here sitting at about 190 and a lot of sell pressure right at about 2, 2.1. So wouldn't be surprised to see this one fall uh, a, a little bit there, a little more in the pre-market. We'll see. Or once once the market actually opens, rather, I should say. Matterport down at $8.10. Uh, obviously, Twitter, Pinterest, Trade Desk, Spotify, uh, any advertising-related play is just getting hit because of that disaster of uh, what Facebook announced. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, Nathan says here, I listened to the Facebook earnings call and the word they used about a hundred times was headwinds. Yes, the drop is justified. Uh, this is in response to Star here who says Facebook drop must be an overreaction. No way it's justified. You know, one of the things is you could have a potential overreaction on the day uh, let's say, let's say a justifiable drop here, just as an example is, it's 20% and it drops 23%, you know, okay, maybe there's, there's an argument that there's some overreaction, but what, it, what matters isn't so much whether there is or is not an overreaction. What matters is when we're in a market where you can have these insane rally days, like we saw on, uh, Monday specifically, or Tesla was up like 10% in a day, right? When you can see those sorts of rally days or a 23 uh, followed by days of like a 23% decline on a fang stock, the largest wipeout in, in market cap history ever in the stock market and uh, a, a Tesla bleed to levels that that are really lower than where we were on Friday or uh, on Monday, you know, Monday morning when the market opened, then that's when you really get concerned that the market is, is not just extremely volatile but this extreme volatility tends to be associated more with with bear markets than than bull markets yeah so we shall see but uh nvidia not very happy going right back down to about 142 143 google a lot of speculation joined google thanks to wall street bets and and uh social media about oh my gosh buy in at any cost because the stock splits here and you know, stock split was good for, for uh, Apple and Tesla, so it must be good for Google, right? Not necessarily. Uh, the psychology of the stock split works when you got J-Pow printing a bunch of money and blowing it in your face. <laughs> J-Pow blowing money. Anyway. Uh, Facebook now briefly under 23%. Let's go ahead and take a look here also how uh, crypto and some of the other action is going here. But... Uh, yeah, let's just say rough morning. So we'll see how uh, we'll see how market markets actually move the first uh, minutes of the day, uh, which the market starts uh, or opens up in about five and a half minutes. So we're close. All right, uh, going to the one minute candle here and zooming out on BTC. What I actually like right here on uh, FTX, which remember you can sign up for FTX by going to metkevin.com slash FTXUS. Uh, one of the things that, that, I, that I like here is, is this relative stability in this 36.6 area. Uh, and this 36.6 area is, is an area we've seen a lot of resistance for BTC before between 36.6 and 36.3. And so we're perfectly playing those uh, those lines again, so to speak. I've really got to draw them on here again. Uh, but um, you, you're going to have a tentativeness until market opens on BTC. My expectation is if the market opens, we get hit with uh, maybe a minute or two of, of big red. And then right after a minute or two of big red, we, we hopefully get a movement to the upside. I think then BTC will have a nice move to the upside as well, just because... As a, in terms of a pattern, that's kind of exactly what has been happening. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, keep in mind, folks, there are also some questions about PMI uh, reports. Now, uh, I, uh, somebody asked me, hey, Kevin, but but you know, overall, uh, the purchasing managers index for prices paid is, is on a declining trend for, uh, for, for uh, you know, the last few months. So 
the problem is PMI reports don't actually really work in, in a way that they give you quantifiable differences in, in how high the data comes in. Uh, that's because they, they kind of equally weight each company. So you can have one company that's massive that says we are getting killed with inflation and another company that's like, yeah, inflation's about the same as it was. And uh, they have about an equal weight in, in that report. So you can actually see a, a trend to the downside in prices paid uh, in, in the PMI report, even as the report is still above 50, but it not necessarily give us the best reading on inflation. PMI reports are supposed to be pretty good, though, uh, in that anytime we get numbers over 50, it means everybody is either expanding more or an underlying question is expanding more, whether it's in prices paid or manufacturing or whatever services, right? Uh, so it, it could be a good survey, but we've had 14 consecutive months in a row now of prices going up uh, well above the, the read of 50. So it'll be really interesting to see how uh, potentially CPI data affects the PMI report. Sometimes when we get a really bad CPI read, it seems like those reports go up because uh, uh, more manufacturers, whether it's actually or subconsciously, start, start reporting inflation being worse. So we'll see. Reports can be a little funny. Hardcore Six, thanks so much. Would I interview the FTX founder? Of course. Uh, should we be worried about Tesla recalls? You know, being an over-the-air update, probably not. Uh, did you see Kevin O'Leary sold PayPal yesterday and bought Facebook? Oh, no. Oh, no, I didn't. That's terrible. I mean, that that's just bad luck. Because uh, because if you take $100 and then you lose 25, uh, you know, whatever, 25% in PayPal, which I'm pretty sure it was about 25%, and, and then you take your your leftover $75 and you invested into Facebook and then you subsequently lost another 23%, that would mean you're down to about $57.75 in two days from $100. Now, the good thing about Kevin O'Leary is he's extremely diversified, which is quite incredible. Uh, he, I think he has like 600 different positions. So it's quite plausible that his PayPal and um, meta positions are, are really just in the realm of like, you know, a total of a percent or two of his portfolio. And I'm not trying to defend what, what happened there, but anyway. Uh, oh, shisa. Look at this. You've got uh, Facebook actually now falling into the close. It, I think this is literally going to be the, I'm sorry, into the open. This is quite literally going to be the worst uh, single day wipeout we've ever seen, unless we get a, a substantial recovery here throughout the day. It is down now 24.2%. Keep in mind that uh, the market opens in about one minute and uh, we'll, we could have a recovery, could get some buy the dip action. But I think the big question is, how much more is Facebook going to drop in the first minute or two? Uh, because you could you could end up falling to negative 30% and then have like a, a, a slow recovery, right? And maybe end the day at, at down 20%, right? But anyway, at the same time, Snap is falling. Uh, it's down now to 19%. Also falling into the open. Pinterest falling into the open about 11.5%. Spotify falling into the open about 14.12% uh, here. Twitter Twitter's actually trying to rise into the open here. Uh, and, and then some messy, messy moves elsewhere. Let's do a quick, quick peek here at Tesla before the market opens. Tesla down about 2.7%, trying to move up uh, into the open. All right, let's give it a listen here. Here comes the bell. Listing anniversaries of two ETFs at the NASDAQ celebrating its business combination, Vistas Media Acquisition, and Angami, a music streaming platform in the Middle East and North Africa. Streaming. If you hear that word right now, sell. Streaming equals sell. That's what's happening right now. People decide that streaming is dead. What happens if uh, what happens if, 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 if streaming isn't dead? And that, what is that? The hats of no, I'm so just that's that about eighty percent red right now. Uh, probably a little too early to determine what the spy is going to do here. Getting that sort of typical red candlestick out of the gate. Uh, but uh, very, very typical the first two minutes. Hopefully that ends up turning green here. QQQ uh, down about 2.72. Also kind of typical red candlestick. You're seeing by the dip pressure here. This is about to turn green. Here we go. Boom. QQQ just turned green. That's a really good sign 
that maybe we're going to get some buy the dip action. Uh, oh, yeah, but not at Facebook. Facebook actually rotating down. It's almost 25% down now. And Snap also rotating down at close. Spotify trying to recover. Spotify uh, down about 13%, trying to go green right at, at the open, not the close. I keep saying the close. Uh, Pinterest here, 11.16. Trade Desk uh, is down 9%, but also tentative here. Toast down 8.4. Uh, Shopify down 6.5. Square recovering. Nice recovery right there into the open. Roblox uh, trying to recover into the open. Good. Lemonade rotating down. Not as low as we've been. We've been as low as 26 on this one. And uh, Kramer has been on a roll lately. Oh, no. Uh, I'll let, yeah, I thought that was weird. In pre-market, it was up like 7%, and I'm like, I don't see any news on it. So it, now it's actually down 4.5%. So the pre-market's such a disaster. Uh, Cloudflare down 45 back down to about 95 Not as low as what we've seen. We, I mean, we've gone to like 79 bucks. Uh, I want to say. Yeah, Matterport, uh, nice, trying to push off a nice little rally here. Uh, you've got volatility up. T-Mobile rallying about uh, 11% here. Uh, you've got ARC. That's got to be, it's got down about 3% here, 3.43, but it's it's got a nice little rally coming in here. So you're getting some buy the dip right now. Okay. The valuations are getting, oh yeah, look at that buy the dip on Tesla. Oh yeah. Uh, people enjoying those prices under 900 right now. QQQ, therefore rotating up nicely. Uh, and the SPY is actually more flat. So you're getting some tech dip buying right now. Uh, even PayPal is no longer down that that 3% that we saw here, which is good. But, I mean, how many times have we seen it? The convictionless rallies end up getting sold. And uh, Facebook is still, still down about 24.6%, but it, it, it isn't getting substantially worse right now. Snap is showing some greens, uh, spots showing some greens. It's actually, I mean, for how miserable that pre-market was, this isn't terrible. I mean, Trade Desk just gained like 2.5% in a matter of a couple minutes here. Uh, Amazon is down at 28.61, and uh, it's it's trying to gain here as well. So we are getting some by the dippage here. Uh, it looks like a lot of damage done in the overnight, leading to a lot of, uh, a lot of by the dipping here. Good. Let's see here. Uh, okay, Facebook now back down to 25%. So uh, that, that recovery failed on Facebook. We'll see if Facebook ends up anchoring anything down because we, we know the first five minutes tend to be extremely volatile. And we could go in either direction. Uh, Facebook, unfortunately, seems to be reiterating the anchor direction. Uh, while Spotify is trying to recover... Usually you get institutions shopping right at the open too. So this is uh, some good, in my opinion, these are good signs of institutional dip buying right at the get-go. Uh, could be because of fund inflows, but who knows? Saying about 892 on Tesla here. See if uh, these end up staying up. How about our runners today? Because Facebook keeps dragging down, about down about 25.4 right now. Macy's, in terms of green, I mean, we got volatility that's green, but I don't know. Uh, you've got Macy's that's up uh, like 0.75, AT&T up a quarter. Uh, let's see if uh, we ended up getting a move here on BTC as well. And we'll check that by going over to FTX, metkevin.com slash FTXUS. Yeah, I mean, not much, not much of a real move here. And it's probably because we're, we're, Trading with a spy over here. Uh, spy has been relatively flat. Yeah, see that? Okay, spy now now trying to break down uh, under the fifty percent Fibonacci line here. The let's try QCOM here. Okay, there you go. Nice little recovery on Qualcomm. Also, another company that really didn't deserve to get destroyed. Uh, I mean, raised guidance by a billion dollars. Uh, for for EPS or for their bottom line, basically. I mean, that's it's just insane. Uh, Facebook continuing to worsen. Uh, now down 25.7, 25.8%. Uh, 
that's probably going to drag some of these gains that we're starting to see at uh, the um, streaming services or the fintechs. Uh, although Trade Desk is now only down 5.38. So you, you're definitely getting dip buying. All right, we'll see what the suits are saying in just a second. Uh, Roblox back up. So it, it's, it's a decent bounce for open. I mean, for, for how devastating the pre-market was, this is not bad. Even video right now. Look at that. Nice little bounce there on video. Ah, there's the QQQ. Same style bounce. Yeah. What do we have here? Robinhood. Robinhood also trying to bounce up. SoFi. Let's see if we can get SoFi here. There we go. Yeah. Well, let's see if I can actually say this is a firm, by the way, right here. A firm back to $60. Nice move to the upside. SoFi. Here you go. Same thing. Trying to move up. Ooh, Vetiverse just got the 12-month membership badge. Congratulations. Okay, so decent, decent bounce here. Uh, Facebook is the only thing that's really continuing to go into the toilet. Uh, it is now down about 26%. So we've worsened by about a percent and a half here. Uh, actually, probably about 2% in just the last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, unfortunately, that doesn't appear to be stopping, but Square, Amazon, recovering from, from the big pain of the day. Uh, it does look like we're getting a lot more green right now. We did have, we now have a full page of green over here. Uh, Dutch Bros, Smile Direct, EXBI coming in with some higher moves. Penn National Gaming just moved up 7%. Uh, 7%. That's crazy. Let me see what news is. All right, let me take a look here. Penn National Gaming. Let's see... We'll look at what the suits are saying about the market broadly, but also pen. All right. So pen CEO recommend you see Portnoy's response to insider story. More to come on Portnoy in coming days. Comments on new insider story about Barstool founder. Uh, pen on Portnoy misconduct claims. Give this time to play out. Um, okay. This doesn't really seem like any kind of news. Uh, then you have what else do we have? Uh, we do have earnings today. So before the market closed, oh well, then again they they actually reported today, so that that may be why. Oh, so they must be in their earnings call. That's probably why they move or are moving. So must have been some enthusiasm here. Ooh, Ralph Lauren reported today as well. I think it'd be very interesting to see Ralph Lauren in terms of uh, also the supply chain issues. Just mostly trying to see what they're saying about it. Uh, let's see here. Global operating environment, highly dynamic, they say. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Ralph Lauren, better than expected revenue. Lifts forecasts as luxury demand drives revenue beat. Wow. That's good. So Ralph Lauren had a nice little beat. Okay. Uh, after hours today. Uh, after hours, we're going to see, ooh, wow, what a big day. Amazon, Snapchat, Pinterest, Ford, Activision Blizzard. Gosh, it's going to have a lot of reading to do. Uh, Unity, Skechers, Clorox, Bill.com. Oh, man, the software has just been getting killed. Uh, GoPro, Columbia Sportswear. Ooh, after hours is going to be fun. Mm hmm. Okay, let's take a look at bond yields as well and see how things are moving here. Let me quickly look at bond yields and also inflation expectations. So just quickly, let's see here. Ten year is, and then we'll go five year. Five year break even is what I like using for inflation. By the way, yeah, ten years up a little bit. It's up at about one point eight three seven. So that's going to lead to a little bit of pressure on uh on on tech usually not always it doesn't have to be correlated it just frequently is the correlation is not perfect and then you've got on the five year you've got a break even right now listed at 2.8 kind of stable and down over the last couple of days but but kind of stable over the last month so inflation expectations aren't necessarily really skyrocketing uh which is good okay so uh facebook now a little bit less than 26% of a loss, but not much. 
Uh, Pinterest down about 8.5. That's a recovery. So you're, you're definitely seeing some of these guys recover. Trade desk, and, and, you know, here we're about 10 minutes into market open now. Uh, see if we can keep this enthusiasm up. Shopify, Trade Desk, these guys have been doing very nicely here. Let's see, Tesla. Tesla's only down about a percent, though you've really caught a limit here at about nine, uh, $900. Apple down about a percent, big deal. Uh, SoFi percent, Palantir about 0.9, uh, nominal. Let's see how Ford's doing pre-earnings since that's today. Oh, yeah, okay, Ford, 0.75 to the upside. All right. And ARC is recovering a little bit, about 2.4. Yeah, 2.6. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's a nice uh, nice little run here. Let's see if this continues. Lots of pain here, uh, obviously, priced in overnight. The big question is, can we just sustain some of this bounce back? Or are we going to get the same kind of trap rally where... Well, now that prices went up, more people have an opportunity to sell, and then they get out of the stock market. Uh, we'll see. So QQQ is sitting uh, now at about 2.2 to the downside, and SPY is down about uh, 1.17. Though, look at that SPY really bouncing off of the, uh, uh, the, the 450 here, really refusing to close uh, below it, with the exception of, I see one candlestick here in the pre-market. But otherwise, we just wick down. So not bad. Wonder if we can hold this or if we're going to start seeing some more uh, pain. Facebook now, chart-wise, seems to potentially be hitting a bottom. Uh, but there is some some limit to the rally back that we're starting to see. It's a little bit of a rotation back there on Amazon. Uh, ooh, look at Here's a trade desk. Trade desk doing quite well on the comeback. Okay, let's go see... What other news we have? Okay. Let's see here. <laughs> All righty. So bulk shipping rates. Ooh, that's good. Bulk shipping rates extend slide on weak China demand. That's actually good. You want to see a lot of numbers start coming down faster, though. Productivity in U.S. gains by most uh, by most in more than a year. Also, good news. Let's take a look. Bots are overrunning crypto networks like Solana as they hunt for profits. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, let's take a look at some of these productivity numbers. U.S. productivity surged last quarter by the most in more than a year, reflecting a sharp acceleration in economic output, while labor costs uh, growth cooled. Ooh. Fourth quarter non-farm business employee output per hour increased 6.6%, an annualized rate from the uh, previous three months. Okay, so productivity, different from participation, but part productivity moving nicely. Doesn't surprise me that we would see some form of uh, productivity moves to the upside. Uh, especially in in uh, the holiday season. So we'll see if the December, November, October numbers end up just being uh, an outlier. But uh, good good productivity move, especially after a fall in the quarter before that. Yeah, they even mentioned here productivity can be extremely volatile. I'm not sure that I would look much here at, uh, at, at productivity, but this is interesting as a positive here. A slowdown in China's... Steel production is curbing demand for bulk ships to transport iron ore, driving a steady decline in global freight rates from October's peak. That's very good. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean inflation is going to come down anytime soon, but it is good to start seeing some of our, uh, our indicators show some level of cooling. Uh, keep this in mind, though, also. Look at, look at how volatile the chart here is for... Uh, uh, freight rates uh, when we got this big spike over here with the delta and we had a spike here with omicron and so sometimes these moves down could just be these little changes we see here but if, if we keep remaining high it's not as great oh let's listen to this news breaking news our january final read on market services and composite pmi we take the mid-month read and toss it 
So 50.9 on services now turns into 51.2. That is the final read sequentially following December, which was 57.6. This is the softest read since July of 2020. On the composite side, 51.1 versus a final read last month of 57.0. The 50.8 mid-month read gets crossed. Something that's really important to remember about these these reads is anything that indicates a slowdown in consumer activity, people are assuming is good because it means that uh, inflation might cool, right? Not necessarily. A slowdown in consumer activity could mean that we end up in this weird crossover point where inflation is still really high while consumer activity slows, and then you have a shorter period of potentially stagflation where market, where the economy is stagnating or slowing and stagnating at the same time as being in an environment of high inflation. And if there's a lag with uh, consumers and a lag with when we actually get inflation data, then, then you could have a little bit of a perfect storm. Not so ideal, but hopefully we, we don't go anywhere near that uh you know those, those sorts of fears let's uh let's see how markets are moving right now this is rivian uh or rivian rotating a little bit down okay spy not loving the uh the the buybacks here or the the buy-ins so spy now rotating right back down now down about 1.5 that has the qqq unfortunately also rotating down looks like the by the dipping is uh, kind of slowing a little bit. Yeah, no, what, what we really want is supply chain issues and cost to start inflecting down while the economy still remains strong. That's ideal. Uh, because if prices start coming down while you have a strong economy, you go into a disinflationary recovery, best freaking case scenario. So that's really what we want. Prices down. And, uh, and and consumer spending in the economy strong. Very important. All right. So let's see here. Lucid. Yeah, Lucid's up about a quarter of a percent. Yeah, Facebook's still down about 25. Snap 19. Spotify 14. We'll see. We get some more uh, earnings today. Again, Amazon today. Snapchat, Pinterest, Facebook, Activision Blizzard, Unity, uh, Columbia Sportswear. These, these are some big, big companies reporting today uh rivian not happy at all rotating down but we're not at all-time lows here on riv uh see we, we hit 50 dollars on jan 28th which is quite wild uh that, that we saw this kind of decline let's go to uh trade desk here intraday yeah starting to starting to u-turn a little bit here yeah let's take a look at btc here also uh honestly kind of holding on yeah, we've we've got our. Uh, it looks like sort of an intraday lid here that we had about thirty six eight, and uh, you know the trend isn't horrible for today for BTC, but we did have a little bit of a larger sell off last night. Hmm. Oh yeah. All right. Let's listen to this for a moment. Significant headwinds. Uh, where twenty twenty two our twenty twenty two revenue forecast is. So if you kind of aggregate the changes that we're seeing across. IOS, that, that, that's sort of the order of magnitude. We can't be precise on this. It's an estimate. Um, you know, we've got ranges on the impact to our business, but we think it's a, you know, it's a substantial, uh, you know, a substantial headwind to work our, our way through. And, and obviously we're working hard to, to mitigate those impacts and continue to make ads, you know, relevant and effective uh, for, uh, for users. That's Meta CFO talking about headwinds from iOS and by significant, Jimmy means about $10 billion this year. Right. And that was what Ooh. caused me. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, headwinds. Jeez. Uh, one thing to note is uh, the market is, is slowly rotating down uh, uh, intraday here. We did see or have seen at least this week this tendency of the market to rally into the close. To where we have a really volatile first 10-15 minutes. And then we get some kind of rally into the close. Right now, unfortunately, uh, you know, you, you are seeing a little bit of a pullback down. So we'll see 
Uh, if uh, the SPY ends up closing below this 450 line, I think is a little bit of an indicator. Uh, Facebook's still trying to recover, but Snapchat is not. Snapchat now down 20%. It's worsening. Spotify worsening on the day. Pinterest uh, has capped out on its sort of recovery here. Rivian is is really rotating down lower than where it was at open here. Uh, same kind of rotations happening at uh, Square. It's amazing how similar uh, a lot of these stocks operate. Amazon, uh, Etsy, Etsy now lower than where it was at open. Uh, PayPal now lower than where it was at open. PayPal's at 127, folks. We have not seen this price since almost February of 2020. I think the pricing we saw there was about 124. So we're about $3 away from February 2020 pricing. And there's no way these companies aren't better than what they were then. The problem is we were in a relatively bullish environment in, in 19, right? So there's there's always this possibility of, of having a discounted value beyond those levels since you might be comparing a bear market to a bull market. Hopefully not. And it's always important to remember that a recession is the worst case scenario for, for everyone because everything goes down. Uh, right. Everyone's income gets hurt. Everything gets hurt. YouTubers get hurt. You know, people are like, oh, Kevin, you know, you're probably excited about prices going down. Not really, because if we do end up going to a recession, what what happens? Advertising revenue goes down. The sponsorships like metkevin.com slash FTX US, uh, you know, sign up for them to trade with cryptocurrencies. Th those sorts of sponsorships go away. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's true of every industry. So you, you generally you want to stay away from a recession uh, at all costs. Um, but we just don't have that confidence that J-Pow is going to come bail us out, mostly because him and Christine Lagarde over at the ECB have to uh, deal with all, all this all this inflation they created when they printed so fast. Oh, it was supposed to be transitory. We were supposed to just absorb it and be happy. Dang you. Oh, well. Anyway. Uh... <sighs> So Cheesecake Factory is actually up 0.8%. Dutch Bros, 0.7%. Look at this. Wynn, Macy's, Dutch Bros, all Las Vegas Sands. Uh, rotating to the upside about 1%. We saw a lot of these companies uh, were down about 1% uh, in, in the morning. Uh, Pre-market here. So a nice little bit of recovery. Still mostly red, though, on the day. Really low breadth in terms of green. Uh, SPY is... Look how stable the SPY is sitting right here at 450 it's nice that we're off of that 430 disaster. And the fact that with these crazy Facebook earnings, the fact that we have not plummeted through uh, the 450 support line, actually somewhat bullish uh, that, we're, that we're staying up. You know, here's here's Tesla trying to recover as well, sitting at 899. Uh, if anything, it's it's uh, it's got a nice chart intraday here, had some pain in pre-market. Uh, Facebook also seems to be slowly recovering here. It seems to actually be accelerating right here. So you're getting some buy the dip here. Uh, Square still rotating down though, about 7%. Rivian kind of bottoming there at 60. All right. Go ahead and take a look at, uh, I'm going to go see what the suits are saying quickly. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. Yeah, a lot of kicking the can down the road until March. That is true, Robbie. Talking about Christine Lagarde kicking the can down the road. All right, let's see what the suits are saying. All right, uh, we have <laughs> Hong Kong's luster fades as China smothers free press. Yikes. Hmm. Let's see. Goldman touts options trade netting 15% on wild earnings day. Let's see here, popular volatility trade on Wall Street is netting historic gains as the likes of Facebook and Spotify misfire. What's, ah, the straddle. Ah, uh, yeah. So the straddle is when you make a when you make a nice bullish or bearish bet. It works terribly if the stock does nothing. 
uh, after hours. So like you get an earnings miss or beat and the stock does like a Qualcomm where it's like plus or minus 2%, you get burned uh, both ways. But uh, you pull off a, a nice straddle on something like Facebook. Sure, you'll lose all your money on the call, but you make a killing on the put. It's actually not a terrible idea when you have this sort of volatility to, to play earnings with straddles. Maybe we'll set some up in the course member live later. I think that might be fun. But uh, Goldman is is uh, and these are these are stra <coughs> I've been talking about straddles for a couple of weeks now. I haven't done any, but uh, this this is probably it's they're probably right. This is probably the market to do it in. Anyway, it's basically buying a call option and a, and a put option. So Bank of England hikes rates as four officials vote for a bigger increase. Ooh. Face straddle. Exactly. Uh, okay, this just uh, just coming in now. The Bank of England has uh, increased its key interest rate in a bid to contain the fastest inflation in three decades, with some policymakers unexpectedly seeking a more aggressive response to rising prices. The Monetary Policy Committee voted to raise borrowing costs by 25 basis points to half a percent on Thursday. Four out of the nine-member panel pushed for a 50 basis point increase, which would have been unprecedented since the central bank gained independence from the government in 1997. This is the Bank of England here. Uh, worth noting that we have not seen a you know 50 basis point increase in the uh, in the United States Fed rate since uh, 2000. Hmm. What is this? Uh, okay, we looks like we have some potential testimony beginning on Fed appointments. That could be kind of interesting you know, to get some insights on. So congressional testimony by by some of the new Fed board members, just to see what the view, their views are on how hawkish they are on inflation. So we we'll want to pay attention to that. Nintendo cuts Switch Outlook again on supply logistics jam. Sony drops after disappointing sales and outlook. Yikes. What is happening? Uh, Sony. Sony fell as much as 8.6% in Tokyo on Thursday after cutting PlayStation 5 sales forecasts and announcing weaker expected results from its gaming division. Ugh. It's going to be very tough for Sony to better these earnings numbers next term, even if there are no structural changes occurring in our industry. Uh, with its far more extensive streaming and subscription service likely to be launched by next quarter, we see divisional profitability coming. Okay, let's see here. That would be an interesting call to look into as well. So Sony not super happy. And then Nintendo... Cut its Switch sales outlook. Now expects to sell 23 million Switch units in the fiscal year ending in March, down from 24 million. Wow. 24 million uh, Switches. That's, that's wild. Start a gaming channel. Yeah, I think we're all going to need to play video games just to uh, get it to, to escape reality for a little bit. All right. Let's see here. How are things moving? Let's go broadly, SPY. No. Okay, breaking the line a little bit here. Not not great. Not great to see the line break. QQQ. Stable. Actually, not horrible. Uh, Tesla. Let's see if we broke nine yet. Nope. Trying to. And of course, Facebook's still down about 25.3. Incredible how, how relatively accurate the pre-market pricing was for Facebook. Uh, Amazon's now rotating down more. Pinterest seems to be about stable. Uh, Amazon now down about 6.54. Twilio, uh, Blend Labs, Etsy, these guys rotating down a little bit. Oh, what's CNBC had to say? Pre-orders and durable goods. ISM Services is now out 59.9. It is a beat. We're expecting a number around 59 and a half. And that follows an upwardly revised last month from 62 to 62.3. 62.0, its current read, well, it, it isn't that it's the highest in any near-term fashion because November 
What's the post-COVID high at 68? So durable goods are things like cars and washing machines and uh, and such. And, and so uh, I don't know why he says it was. Oh, oh, okay. Well, they put that's weird. They're talking about durable goods, but they have services up on screen. Oh, that's confusing. But anyway, if we have a beat on durables, that's that's actually somewhat good because we've been seeing the numbers on those full, uh, especially after the New York Fed survey uh, of consumers expecting to spend less on durables going forward. End phase rotating down a little bit here. Let's take a look here. Yeah, look at that. Unfortunate sort of U-turn here on the markets. Uh, same thing here on NVIDIA This uh, or Rival here. Let's try to click on NVIDIA. There we go. NVIDIA, yeah, same kind of U-turn here. Palantir, same thing. Look at, look at how quickly some of these rallies are being sold off. It's really quite frustrating. Uh, it's, it, it, it's just something that uh, is, I think, honestly, there are a lot of people. You know what? Uh, if possible, and I know this is hard to do because it's a scenario, but do me a favor. Give me the best, most unbiased answer to this poll. Uh, if the market... Uh, rallied 10%, would you sell or hodl? Okay. And the reason for that is I think there are a lot of folks on the sidelines. And I don't know. I want to see in this poll here. Uh, I think there are folks on the sidelines. And these are anonymous, right? I think there are a lot of folks on the sidelines who are like, if the market rallies, I just want to get give me, give me another 10%. Let me get back to certain levels. And I'm selling. Uh, if the market rallied 10% broadly. Would you sell or hodl? So I'm throwing that poll in right now. Everything. Assume everything was up 10% today, okay? Like assume we literally looked at this and every single stock is up 10%. Uh, would you sell or hodl? Uh, like literally tomorrow, everything is up 10%. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. So before March, everything's up 10%. Do you sell or hodl? Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll see. We'll let that survey run. Uh, nominal little recovery here, continuing on Meta. I'm looking at Sparklines, though, and just doing a quick scroll through Sparklines. Any of the, the runs have kind of started slowing a little bit. And uh, it looks like, if anything, we're seeing a little... Uh, Pfizer's actually not doing terribly. Pfizer's got a little bit of a nice recovery. Yeah, a little push here. And uh, otherwise, it does look like eh, it's it's mixed. Robinhood, uh, Dave and Buster's, slightly red here. Tesla's still knocking on the door of that 900. Hasn't broken through yet. Uh, seeing some things tick down here. Delta Airlines ticking down. Southwest Geo Group. These were stocks, and Boeing, these were stocks that actually had turned green there for a moment. Uh, like Lucid. Lucid was green. It's now red by about 1.5%. Uh, so definitely seeing some pain return to the market. Carnival Cruise Lines, Redfin, these all down about 2%. Uh, and some worsening happening here at Spotify. Look at that. I mean, this is just a terrible, terrible chart. Uh, a lot of folks complaining, suggesting that this is karma for Rogan. Others saying this is overblown. But you got both sides here. MP Materials, folks, what a fall from grace. Uh, temporarily, I mean, the thing ran to $53, back to 35, which is sort of more of a longer run average here, but, uh, boy, there was a lot of enthusiasm there for a moment. Okay. Let's look at the votes. Just going to end the poll right here. 42% of you would actually say sell and 58% of you would say hodl. That's quite wild. Uh, I mean, that's nearly 50, 50, uh, in, in terms of people saying sell versus buy, uh, you know, that's. That's quite a shift if, if you know, if the market rallied 10%, because I think there are going to be more of you hodling, waiting for, for some form of a little bit of a rally back. And that makes sense. But that, I think, could explain why we're seeing, in part, it's not a perfect survey, obviously, but why we see these little runs, ding, you hit a limit, and, and then you get these little sell downs. Uh, we've seen this consistently, same thing even over here on Trade Desk, consistently since December, over and over and over again. We run. We hit a line, ding, start selling. Uh, Facebook continuing to recover, though. I have to give them credit. Down uh, 24% right now. Uh, it was down about 23% in pre-market, and it's uh, it's it's uh, still down more than that. 
but uh, is, is on the uptrend here after opening. All right, well, take a look broadly at the indices. See if there are any other suit comments here. Okay, SPY coming back above that line. Bullish. Bullish for SPY. And QQQ rotating up a little bit. That means Tesla's probably over 80 to 900. Yes, it is. Look at that Tesla rally there. Look at that 907 on Tesla right now. Nice little move to the upside. About a third of a percent. So Tesla's probably helping pull some of these indices up along with slightly less pain at, at some other stocks. So that's good. Yeah, a little rotation there. Upstart, Affirm, Arc, Zoom. All right, we'll see what the volatility is like. So far, though, I think the biggest thing to do is watch that four-hour chart. Ooh, that was a nice, a nice little push there on Tesla. Watch that four-hour chart. We're really trying to break above this trend here on Tesla. Uh, SPY has had a nice move above uh, on, on some of these recent trends here. Uh, though we did almost perfectly bounce off a of 61.8 and head right back down to that 50% line on the SPY. So we'll see if we end up keeping that uh, that that uh, 450 line today. I did. I was expecting a much more bloody day for the SPY there. So it's good that it's only down about 1.5%. QQQ is still down about 25 which is a lot for the indices, but it's not that terrible. So, all right, see what happens. Anyway, folks, thanks so much for being here. Sign up for FTX with metkevin.com slash FTX. And... We'll see you in the next one. Thanks again.